0: Welcome to the Pastor Nora King podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Tonight, I want to talk to you about being fervent and fruitful. That goes together, fervent and fruitful. And that's very important for us to see that. You can be zealous and Um, along with producing results and being fruitful, or you can be zealous and not accomplish anything. And do you know a lot of people can be that way. They're very enthusiastic. They come to the Lord, but they don't don't get uh, centered and founded upon the Word of God. And so they have this enthusiasm, and they want to do a lot of things, but they don't really have the direction. They don't really have the guidance. And so because of that, they're not producing much fruit. But God wants you to be enthusiastic, fervent in spirit, and He also wants you to be be fruitful along with that. So those are twins. They go together fervent and fruitful. Can you say fervent, fervent. and fruitful? Fruits. Amen. All right. Um, God wants us to be both fervent and then he wants us to pr- produce results and bear fruit. What did the Bible tell us in Genesis? He said, Be fruitful, didn't he? And when you are fruitful, what happens? You multiply. That's what happens, all right? And so God wants us to be fruitful and to multiply. And you know, you you can think of that and and like have lots of children, okay, yeah. Of course, be fruitful and multiply in that way, but be fruitful and multiply in the plan and purpose of God in fruitfulness and producing what God wants you to produce with your life. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live life and not get where God wants me to get because of a nasty attitude, because of an unteachable spirit, because I think I know everything. I don't I don't want that, do you? I don't think you do either. I don't think you do, but but you know some people think they know everything. It didn't take me long to realize there's so much that I do not know, and I've been serving the Lord a long time, and I'm still learning. There's still so much I don't know. I've come a ways, but I still have so much that I don't know, and that's where we all are really, okay? So we're going to read Romans 12, 9 through 11 in the Amplified, if I can get you to put that up there, and let's just look at this, and we're going to read verses 9 through 11, so if you'll just go one after the other let your love be sincere, a real thing. That's so important. Oh, I love you, but then stab somebody in the back. He's saying, let your love be really sincere. Hate what is evil, loathe ungodliness. See, that is what our, um, uh, the Christian world today does not do. They do not loathe the uh, evil or wickedness In many cases, they're just giving right into that, and I hope that's not you tonight because he says you're to hate what he hates. Turn in horror from wickedness, but hold fast to that which is good. You know, even now... Uh, you know, in the newspaper, uh, news, media, you know, all kinds of things, social media, they're talking about things that are wicked, evil, and perverted, and they just talk it out there for everybody. And if you're not careful as a Christian, you get hardened and calloused, and you hear those things, and it's just, well, that's just the way the world is today. It's like, it's not the way it is for me, and I'm not accepting it, and I'm going to fight it every inch of the way. And that's what God's people need to do. Okay, and then he says, love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family, giving precedence and showing honor to one another. God wants us to honor one another, you know, to prefer the other over yourself. Did you know that? Now listen to this. Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. Now we're talking about being fervent, right? And so here it says, be aglow and burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. And you know, some people look at at um, Christian individuals, you know, they got a lot of fervor, they're fervent in spirit, they're aglow, they're on fire for God, and it's like, wow, I don't want to be like that. And it's like, you know, when, when you know Jesus, you get filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and your, your life is dedicated and turned over to Him, You are going to be on fire and aglow with the Spirit and you are going to be a peculiar person and you are going to stand out above other people. There's something that's just different about you. What is it? It's the fervency of the Spirit. It's being on fire or aglow with the Spirit. And some people think about that as if it's a negative thing. I didn't say that you're to be aglow and on fire with the spirit and act like a nut. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your love for God and for people provokes many. That's what I'm talking about. When you have this fervency of spirit and you are fervent for the Lord, you're, you know, when other people are hating other people, They're making fun of other people. They're being critical of the other people. What are you doing? You are loving them, and you're looking beyond faults, and you're seeing them through the eyes of God, which He gives them grace, and He draws them in. I do believe that inside the church that we have to have a standard, and I believe that standard is the Word of God, but I do not think that in those standards that we have even when we have to correct that we do it in a, an unkind harsh way i don't believe that's god what did he say to the woman that was caught in adultery he said i know what you've been doing i know what you've been doing that the man you're living with now you've been married five times and this is not you're not even married to him i know all that but he said and she you know, came to him, you know, bowed herself down and Jesus raised her up and he said, you go and you quit sinning. And see, that's what we need to do too. You don't condone the sin. You go and you quit the sinning and you do what you need to do. You live right. You do right. That's what Christians do. We're not perfect, but we're striving, aren't we? We're striving to serve the Lord, and so we're to be this glow with the spirit, burning with the spirit, and that's how. And through we th- serve the Lord through that fire of the Holy Spirit that's in our life, and it does provoke people. It does when people see that you are a prayer, uh, a person of prayer, and see that that you're full of joy even in the midst of difficulty, and they see those things. I'm going to tell you, they're going to know you've been with Jesus. And when they know you've been with Jesus, they're drawn to you. It's a magnet to you. And now, if somebody is full of the devil and they don't want to have anything to do with God, they're going to run from you like lightning. Okay, to be fervent means that you're zealous, you're on fire, you're earnest. Being fervent means that you're earnest, you're sincere about what you want from God, about the direction of your life, you're earnest. It's heartfelt. Uh, When you're fervent of spirit, you have a heartfelt uh, desire to know God, to walk with God, to understand the Lord. And it also means passionate. God wants us to be passionate. Well, I'm not really too passionate about anything. Well, you need, to get, you need to get compassionate for people and you need to get passionate for God, for the things of God, for His Word, for church. and for See, we live in a time where the Bible says when you see that day coming, gather together more in your churches than you ever have before. And what is this last day church doing today? We're getting together less and less and less. Once a month, twice a month, once a quarter. In that case, can I tell you something? A little dab won't do you. It won't. Talking about fire going out, you need other Christians, whether you realize that I don't need people, I just need the Lord. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says you need the head, you're connected to Him, and you need every part of the body. You need the body. I don't need people. Well, you probably believe other things that are not true, too. Okay, now we're going to look at James 5. All right, James 5. And a familiar scripture to people that know about prayer, but there may be many in here tonight, and this might be uh, a new truth to you. James 5, 16 And we're going to read this, uh, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. What does it take to do that? It takes a humility. It takes humbling yourself. It takes, you know, uh, taking off the mask, you know, removing the mask. Not hiding behind the veil, but coming out where people can see you. And you can talk to people and you can confess your faults to one another and then pray for one another. I think that's important. Now, Eddie says this a lot, and it's so true. You don't go around telling everybody everything about your life, and you don't go to the wrong people trying to confess your sin. Why? Because they'll go gossip and tell everybody. So see, when you're connected in the body and you you, you understand and you learn who you can trust and who is trustworthy, and, and there's a place where you can find freedom because you can talk about failures or mistakes or inadequacies and that kind of thing and I think there's benefit in that but there's also caution in that too because it needs to be with the right people and then he says uh, do these things pray for one another that you might be healed people need healing today like I have never seen in my life and a physical healing of course a physical healing is something that you know that is very needed um in people's lives, no doubt about that. But it's not just a physical healing. It's emotional healing. It's mental healing. Psychologically, people need to be healed. And when you're healed, let me tell you something. When you're healed, you believe you're healed, you act like you're healed, and you overcome. Healing sometimes in... The situations that I've just described, that kind of healing may not happen instantaneous. Even physical healing, it it says, lay hands on the sick and what'll happen. They will recover. So it's a process. So the healing process emotionally, psychologically, you know, it can it can take a process for for that to happen. But I can tell you. The moment you ask God, and the the moment that you receive that healing power and that healing touch from Him, it starts. And it will get you down the road and get you completely delivered from the powers of hell that have chained your life and chained you to the person who maybe hurt you, chained you to the circumstances, chained you to the works of darkness, and God says, I want to heal you and I want to set you free. Amen? Amen? All right. And then he says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now we know again that word fervent is a glow on fire for God. Be fervent for the Lord in prayer and uh, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Who's a righteous man? The righteous man is the man that has come to the Lord, has his sins under the blood of Jesus, that's been cleansed and washed away, and he has been forgiven. That's the righteous man. We partake of righteousness. It is not what we've done, isn't that true? Our righteousness is of Jesus Christ. And so when we pray, when we stand before the Lord, we can stand as a righteous man. Now, will the enemy try to maybe talk you out of that? Most certainly so, I know he has with me, and he probably has with most everyone in this room, but he can't succeed because you don't stand in your own righteousness, you stand in his righteousness. So the effectual, and this word effectual, has to do with heartfelt, continued prayer heartfelt, continued prayer um, of a righteous man avails much, and um, I like what this word avail means. It means to have force, and it's the force of the Holy Spirit in your life. I really believe that. Amen it avails. When you pray fervently with this zeal and enthusiasm, it's in your heart. You are a righteous man. Your prayers avail. And I love this because what happens when you avail? You produce results, and if you read down through here, it talks about Elijah, and it didn't rain for three and a half years when he prayed, and then he prayed again, and it rained. Would you say that that is fruitfulness? He he was fervent in his prayers, and then he produced results. Well, that's exactly what God wants us to do. He wants us to be on fire for him, and he wants us to take that fire of the Holy Spirit, and he wants us to pray. And then the things that we pray, they bring breakthrough. They crash on through the barriers that have been set up by the enemy, by people, by circumstances, and we produce the fruits of those prayer. We pray and we're enthusiastic. We're fervent. We're aglow with the Spirit. And then fruit is produced just like with Elijah. Through his praying, there is fruit that is born through our prayer. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.